Hey, what's going on, everyone? Um, hope you guys are having an awesome Monday. I'm actually from my kitchen table right now um, because for some reason the Wi-Fi in my little box is going a little slow. So anyways, um, I want to tell you a story that I woke up with on my mind, and so I figured I would share it with you. Um, it was actually from back in the days um, of college. Uh, and uh, when I was 19, 19 years old, I was a freshman. And um, one of the most impactful experiences of my life that I don't talk about a lot, but was one of the, probably the periods of time where I, went, I underwent the most change as a person was um, when I was 19 and um, I decided to join a fraternity. Now, I know that plenty of people have lots of negative you know, stereotypes about them and that's you know fine and you're totally entitled to that. Um, but I want to tell you a story that uh, really changed me a lot. And um, it was when we, you know, I decided to pledge. And so the pledging process, for those of you who don't know, is basically where, um, I mean, the way it's supposed to work is you're supposed to be educated um, about, you know, the group, et cetera, and kind of indoctrinated. And uh, the idea is the harder that you, the harder the, the processes that you have to get, go through to get into a group, and this is psychological, um, the more you value the membership, right? Which is just totally true, um, just from a psychological basis. So the harder... You have to, the harder you go through and the more misery and suffering you go through, especially with another group of people, the more bonding you have with that group of people who are, who are miserable together. And then eventually the more you value the final membership that you're doing this for, right? Which is why, um, there's tons of like psychological things that are in favor of like hazing and all this kind of stuff. Um, and so anyways, I went to the school in the South and it was pretty, um, hazing was definitely a part of my, uh, my pledging process. And um, I remember, and this happened every single time, uh, we had a new class and afterwards I knew because I got to see it from the other side. But when I was a freshman going into it, um, everything was tons of fun. I saw the fraternity and like we'd go to all these parties and like the beer was free and like there was all these girls there. And I was like, this is heaven. This is awesome. So want to be about this, right? And um, I decided, I was like, yep, yeah, I'm going to pledge. I'm going to pledge here, right? And so anyways... As, as the pledging process started, it was literally like this huge awakening, like, like reality hit. And, um, and within two weeks, and it almost happened every single time, within two weeks, um, there's usually a pledge class revolt. Everyone who said that they wanted to pledge gets together and they're like, we're not doing this anymore. Screw these guys. Like, we're going to do this on our own. We don't need this place. Happens every time. I know because I had, like, I saw it happen eight more times before I left because we did one every semester new class. And, um, what what they what they were what they were buckling against, and it takes about fourteen days to do it, is is just a change in reality, and a change in belief systems and a change in perspective. And it was really really fascinating to experience it. And then later, um, I ended up being becoming president of the fraternity and um, having to give this kind of speech that I received. And uh, so when I was a freshman, we we had you know twenty of us were holed up in one little dorm room talking about how we didn't want to do this anymore, how it's crazy, like unrealistic, you know, what they had us doing, which was, you know, we, you know, you're barely sleeping, you're getting hazed all the time, you're getting yelled at for nothing. Um, you can't talk to girls, we couldn't talk to um, anyone who wasn't in the fraternity. And you didn't want to talk to the brothers because they're being mean to you. So the only people you talked to was the guys you're pledging with, right? So you started getting closer. That's kind of the idea. Um, we weren't allowed to drink. And so there was just like all this stuff. And um, we had to go to mandatory study hours. And uh, anyways, it was miserable. And I remember we were all there and we're all talking and, you know, we called, we called up, you know, the pledge master or whatever. And we were like, we're quitting. You know, we don't want to do this anymore. We're just letting you know. And so they came over, him and another guy came to the freshman campus and uh, stuffed himself in the dorm room. His name was Nick Barini. 
And uh, Nick was a super friendly, super cool going guy. And we're like, you're the devil. Like you, like you, you fooled us. Like <laughs> you tricked us into coming here. And um, what was interesting was he's like, hey guys, who here thought, who here heard about, you know, pledging before this? And everyone's like, yeah, I heard about pledging. It's like, okay. Who here thought pledging was going to be easy? No one raised their hands, right? And he's like, what you're experiencing right now, he's like, this is what hard feels like. And, and it was like this, it was like kind of this moment of like sinking in. He was like, so who thinks this hard? And everyone's like, yeah, it's really, yeah, this sucks. This is miserable. And he's like, right, this is hard. And they're like, yeah, it's hard. And he's like, this is what hard feels like. And I remember this, it was like this, like, I don't know, for me, I was like mind blown. <laughs> um, and it was just like, and then all of a sudden after that, for that, that, and it happened every single time. They're like, you know, this isn't what we thought. And it's like, and, and the reason I think it's so significant is two reasons. One is, and I, and I think about that, that moment a lot, which is like, is when, if, if something's just difficult right now, I'm like, did I expect it to be easy? First question, I'm like, no. And then when I'm, I'm suffering, right? Cause you're going through the pain of failure, pain of change, pain of not succeeding, pain of the difficulty of learning a new skill, whatever it is, right? Pain of boredom as you're trying to acquire a new skill, you know, I'm like, this is what hard feels like. Okay. You know what I mean? And then you, and then you can kind of move forward. Right. And the reason I think it's significant is that a lot of times we as business owners look at the parties and the girls and like figuratively speaking, not actually like, obviously that's not what we're going for. But like, I'm saying like, we look at the successful entrepreneurs driving the cars and the houses and like all this stuff. And we're like, man, that's what I want to do. I want freedom. I want to do whatever I want, whatever I want. And, and like have time freedom, financial freedom, geographic freedom, go like, that's what most of us sign up to do this for. Right. And then if we were to ask ourselves, like, did you think that this was going to be easy? Right. And most of us hopefully would say, no, I did not think it was going to be easy. And yet, when it is hard, we throw our hands up and we're like, what the heck? I didn't sign up for this. This is crazy. Like I have to pay rent. I've got employees I have to manage. Like, like they don't want to work. And, and like, you know, my clients are, are, are horrible. They don't, they don't pay their bills on time. Like <laughs> they don't honor their contracts. They don't honor their commitments. Right. And you get into this victim set of like, this is what hard feels like, right? Like this is what hard feels like. And, um, I think it's just, it's so, it's so like, like impactful to kind of like reframe yourself like that. And it's just like, yeah, you got to learn. Like you got to, like we have to acquire new skills and like that process hurts because it means that we're insufficient. It means that we're inadequate, right? Like right now, if you're not achieving what you want to achieve, it's because you're inadequate for the goals that you have for yourself. And that shouldn't be like a bash your ego. It should just be reality, right? I'm inadequate right now for what I want to do. Right. And so you have to force yourself to learn. Right. And there's this stretching process where it's like, man, this sucks. Right. And, and then it's just like, did I think it was going to be hard to be a billionaire? Yeah. I think it is. Right. <laughs> so this is what hard. Real quick, guys, you guys already know that I don't run any ads on this and I don't sell anything. And so the only ask that I can ever have of you guys is that you help me spread the word so we can help more entrepreneurs make more money, feed their families, make better products, and have better experiences for their employees and customers. And the only way we do that is if you can rate and review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is you can just leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds or one type of the thumb. It would mean the absolute world to me. And more importantly, it may change the world for someone else. 
was like. Like, you have to learn to be a leader. You have to learn to, like, love employees. I'm like, no, man, they just work for me. No, but you can't think that way because if I think that way, I'll be constrained by that, right? And, you know, like, I wish this would just take care of itself. Yeah, but it never does, right? It's like the, um, I think Charford said, the entrepreneur's wet dream was, uh, if you think that you're going to be able to truly give a part of your business to someone, that's a core competency, and then just never look at it again. He's like, that is every entrepreneur's wet dream. That's why every marketing agency sells you that, and it never, ever, ever comes true, right? Never comes true because no one's going to care about your business as much as you are. And there's, if there's ever a time where you can literally just leave something walk away, like it just doesn't happen, right? They'll sell you that because it's easy to sell, but it's just not true. And so um, maybe there's one of you guys right now who's, who's going through this and um, – you know, I'm going to tie one more story into it. So to the same degree that like this is what hard feels like, I think a lot of people don't – man, this is, that would be the second video. Um, whatever. I'm going with it. So a lot of people don't try. So I have, this, I have this fundamental belief that people don't try hard. And a lot of people will show up because a lot – like people are like, you know, half the battle showing up. But a lot of people feel like for showing up because they've, they've learned that. They're like half the battle showing up, boom, and then they show up and then they don't do shit. They don't do anything, right? And so it's like no one tries hard. Most businesses aren't successful or very successful because they're not good, right? They're just not good. I went to – so I'm new to this area, which is great because for me, I get to experience a whole bunch of new businesses before I find the ones I'm going to stick with, right? And so I got – I went to go get some, um, some dry cleaning, like some you know shirts pressed. And first, first place I went to was like – Oh yeah, our website's wrong. We're not open right now. I was like, cool. That's annoying, but great. Called another store. Um, they said, yeah, we don't do pickups. And I was like, that's annoying too. Okay. Move to the third store. Like, and I'm just going through businesses like this. Right. And then there's an owner behind that business who's like, why am I not successful? Right. The, this market's so hard. Like, you know what I mean? And just like that, they're just losing customers because I was one of them. Right. And then I went to the third one and finally this guy was open on a Saturday. What a concept, right? Being open when you're, when your clients are free. And so, um, anyways, he couldn't pick up, but he could drop it off. And I really needed these shirts pressed. So I said, sure, I'll come and I'll drop them off because it's on our way. So I dropped the things off. Um, and once I get the shirts back, right, this is turnaround time, got the shirts back. There was all these, these are brand new shirts, but they had like the, the new shirt like lines on them. And, uh, there was all these fuzzies all over them, right? All these like hairs and fuzzies all over them. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to go back there. You know what I mean? And there's, it's, it's like, no one tries hard at stuff. Like people just don't try hard. Like people are like, man, I'm really struggling generating leads. I'm like, how many, how many ads have you made? Right. I might be like, well, I mean, six. And I'm like, okay, cool. How many of them are unique? Three. Okay. You've tried everything. Yeah. Okay. So you've made three ads. So that took you all of 45 minutes. Right. And like, you've been struggling at this for two weeks. Right. And you spent 45 minutes actually doing the thing that you're trying to fix. Right. Like I, um, man, actually, I just remembered what this was actually going to be about. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll make a, another a video about this, but I had, um, I had, uh, 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 this huge transformation that I went through that got picked up by muscle and strength magazine about three years ago or two years ago. I put like 35 pounds on in, in six weeks. And I was like, I'm going to try and gain as much muscle as I humanly can in as short a period of time as possible. And what I said was, I thought to myself, I was like, if I were to, if I, if, if the goal was literally to gain as much muscle as possible, what would I do? Right. And so I worked out, um, for about three hours a day and I did the exact same exercises every single time. And so 
I did leg press every day. I did, I benched every day. I squatted every day. I did arms every day. I did shoulders every single day. I did the, the same exercises every single day, right? And I was like, well, if I hit all of the muscles and I do them every day, I was like, I'll either die or they'll grow, right? And that was kind of the idea. And then they grew and I grew a ton and I grew really fast. And it was because like, and, and yet so many of us train at the gym because we're trying to gain more muscle, but we don't actually try to gain more muscle. Like a lot of us are trying to get better at business, but we're not actually trying to do things to get better at business, right? And so it's like a lot of times it's like, this is what hard feels like is when you have to confront the fact that you're inadequate at something and yet still keep persisting in the fact that you're not good, but you have to keep going in order to get better, right? And so, um, Anyways, it was just, it was this little story that I woke up with on my mind and I was like, man, I feel like that one's something to share. Cause for me, it was very impactful because it just made me realize that a lot of like, no one tries hard. No, like most people are not good at business because they don't actually try to be, even be good at the thing that they're selling. Right? Like, why is my gym? Like here, here's some real talk for everyone. Real, real talk for gym owners. In theory, you should not need to pay for marketing because your service should be so good that people tell their friends about it and they bring them real talk. And if it's not, then that's why it's been so hard, right? Like why is this rest? Why do restaurants go under all the time? Cause the food's not good. That's it. You know what I mean? Like we can have the best business model, best systems and all that stuff, but like the food's not good. And so like sometimes you know, look, like, am I really trying as hard as possible to make the best sessions possible? Am I really actually trying as hard as I can? And a lot of times we're not, right? We're just being like, we're not. And so, um, most times we know what we need to do. We just don't do it. And if you just look at the problem and you're like, huh, I just need to try harder, right? Like, how do you, like, how do we innovate so much stuff? We don't like, we innovate stuff by literally just looking at a problem being like, let's try. That's it. Like if we need it. Like the next lead gen thing that we're releasing to our legacy group, all that I'm going to do Check it out. Check it out. That's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to get 15 gyms and I'm going to have my team come up with 200 ads, 200 ads. And we're going to test them in the hardest markets. And then I'm going to find the winners. And then I'm just going to give them to the gym owners that I have because no other guru is doing that. You get any other gurus who are trying to hack my stuff. That's my process, right? We just try hard. That's it. We just try. Like what if we were trying to actually get leads for people? Like, that's what we would do. We would probably make hundreds of ads and we'd test them. And then that way we'd know which would work. And then we would just give it to them. That's what we do, right? That's all we do. So anyways, um, I'm not going to go <laughs> further in this. Um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for giving me your attention this morning. I know it's your most valuable asset. And I appreciate you honoring me, honoring, uh, me with that. And so I want to honor you back with value. Um, so thank you again. I appreciate you. And um, I hope maybe one person um, you know, might have needed this message. So it was for you. Anyways, lots of love, guys. Have an amazing Monday, and I'll catch you guys soon. All right.